Hello, this is Giovanni, and this is what happened last time. Aboard the Giant, the new ship of Captain Liberator, we sailed out to sea and found the underwater tower of that sharky demon Aliobus on our quest to break Runar's cat curse. We avoided some sharks, fought some basilisks. That's kind of fun to say. Basilisks. And defeated a squid-haired temple guardian who kept trying to turn us into stone. The altar of Aliobus turned out to be an indestructible rubbery blowfish thingy. And I had the great idea to use the Gorgon's head to turn it to stone. Uh, excuse me, uh, who who had the idea? Oh, dang, I didn't think you were around. It's been two days on the sea, on your way to Vinehaven, on the ship the Giant, now captained by Rudis Gok, the Liberator. He was more than happy to bring you that way because someone told him that Hobgoblins had also been involved in taking over Vinehaven. You know, Geo, that Hobgoblins and humans have lived there pretty peacefully. There's no one to save, but you just figured, what the heck, we'll let him think that. It's evening inky sky, kind of an overcast, so you're not getting a lot of stars. And they're playing music on the deck. Ah, such a lovely night. Did I ever tell you about my old girlfriend named Inky Sky? No, you you had somebody that was, you were enamorous with and was not a ship. How much wine has he had tonight, Druck? Not sure. He seems awfully cheerful, though. <laughs> That's good. That's good. How did you meet this inky sky? Wouldn't you like to know? I—I I mean, literally, I just asked. That's kind of the point. Like, I'll sing a song about it. Here we go. All right, everybody, I'm going to tell you about my old girlfriend named Inky Sky. Well, that was an interesting tale. <laughs> <laughs> How much of that's true? Did you really leave a ship for this poor woman? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Druck, was I not clear? I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Druck? What was your first love like? Giovanni all of a sudden looks sober and he's listening in. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long tale for another time. Another drink and a half in and you start to smell smoke. Hey, what's that? What's that? (laughs) The air definitely gets thicker. Something's burning nearby. Rudis Gok says, Yes, something definitely is burning. We're close to Vinehaven. Let's hope it's not the vineyards. Oh, that would be a bummer. Out of all the things to burn in a city, I mean wine, that's what I don't want to burn. Druck, you can see off of the starboard bow, there's definitely dark smoke coming up along the water, and there's an outcropping of rock. And for a second, you can see a line of cannon and some large figures bending down to light them. Are the cannons pointed at us? General direction, yes. Uh, Captain, straight ahead on the starboard side. Are you seeing those cannons or... Cannons? And he takes out a spyglass and looks through it. Um, somebody help me with this. 
and a little glowy orb comes from one of the halflings and flies over above the cannons. Yeah, yeah, that's better. And you can clearly see three cyclopses, large giant figures with one eye each, wearing very little clothes, just kind of loincloths, and they're bending down to light these cannons that were clearly not made for their size. And Rudis Grok says, Oh, oh, don't worry about it. It's just Cyclopses. They have terrible depth perception. They'll never hit us. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. We'll just get my ship when we get here, and we'll get the heck out of here. What is your ship's name? It's the Lady Love. Is that the one you abandoned for Inky Sky? I mean, I sang five songs about it already. The cannons go off. And he was right. They all completely missed the ship. Some of them fall short. Some of them are just way in front of the ship. Some of them are behind it. And you could just make out Cyclopses. And the smoke rolls in and covers them, and you move on through the darkness. That was a bit anticlimactic. A couple minutes later, you could see what looked to be bonfires in the same general direction that the Cyclopses were. And some of the halflings start to get concerned out of the smoke, you realize they're not bonfires, they're burning ships and they've been sent your way. These three blazing fires, ships that are about a third of the size of the gargantuan giant that you're riding in, come floating your way. You've seen this before, Geo. It's a tactic sometimes. Take a ship, fill it full of pitch and gunpowder, light it on fire and send it towards a fleet to disperse it. And again, Brutus Grok says, Don't worry, it's just Cyclopses. Two of the ships hit each other prematurely. A small explosion pops off. And the third one just completely bypasses your ship. And then you hear a bunch of swearing Cyclopses as you move on. And rolling smoke covers them. (laughs) This is funny. Get a drink. This is really funny. Yes, they're, they're not getting us, but I feel like they're still trying. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. They won't hit us. Brutus Grok looks at you and says, Depth perception. What if they get lucky? I'm really concerned here. Beyond the smoke, you hear in Giant, which Runar understands. Ready the morning party. Oh, now they're sending a boarding party. Surely they'll miss this time too, right, Rudis? Yeah, I would assume so. Ready, catapults! You start hearing the slapping of catapults. Cyclops' bodies come flying over. And all overshoot you. (laughs) And just land in the water beyond the ship. You know, Cyclopses can't swim very well either. (laughs) (laughs) Brutus, what if they just get one on here? What happens then? Oh, we could take one. Two? Can we take two? Uh, I don't know. We'll see about that. You move into the smoke, because apparently that's the direction of Vinehaven, and soon you can see a shoreline. There are fires in the city. One field... And you do know this to be a place of vineyards. Vinehaven is actually a sweet, sour wine that is not uncommon along the Placidus. Oh, how terrible. What kind of crazy people do this thing? 
one builds ablaze, and you can see some more Cyclopses. Apparently, Vinehaven has been attacked by Cyclopses. Wait, now it's not so funny anymore. There's a lot of Cyclopses. Cyclopsi? Cyclopses? Cyclopses, I believe. Cyclopses. There's lots of Cyclopses. We need to watch out for them. That sounds weird. <laughs> Cyclopses? Cycl- I don't Cyclops? Ah, let's just get my ship. Let's go. <laughs> Wait a minute, do we have to destroy something here? I forget. Well, I mean, not here. We have to go find the temple. Um, your ship is not endangered by these Cyclopses, right? Like, it's perfectly fine. We don't have to engage them. Mm. What are the odds? Brutus says, So, I don't see anyone enslaved. Should we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your call. I, I think I will be disembarking here. And I'm assuming my companions will as well. Do you have a longboat we could borrow permanently? To go to shore? Yeah. Well, I thought maybe I could wait till they had them in shackles and then I could come to save them. It seems premature right now. <laughs> You're going to let the entire city get destroyed first. <laughs> that is one heck of a plan. I'm just thinking this through. I don't know. Think it out loud. Liberator, you don't really like wine, do you? Well, I do like wine. Maybe it would behoove you to save the town from the Cyclops I heard gamble murder, uh, the Cyclops murder, that is moving through this fine town of Vinehaven and destroying all of the vineyards, which means no more wine for you. As you're talking, another couple of burning ships come moving your way and miss entirely and sink into the lagoon. Cyclops. Cyclopses. Cyclops. Heard? It's a, it's a murder of Cyclops. They go and murder everything. Oh, that sounds scary. Cyclopses. No. Not sure. On the beach, you see an organized phalanx of humanoid figures. You can only assume that they are either human or hobgoblin or a mix, based on what you know of Blindhaven. And they take down a Cyclops, working with spears and shields. Ugh. I said we find a place to sit and just watch this tonight. That sounds pretty fun. Uh, where's your ship? It should be right around the corner there, right around the bend. Chuck, I think it's Cyclops size. I think it's Cyclops size. A couple more burning ships come your way. Hey, that one kind of looks like Lady Luck. Son of a... <laughs> no! I'm going to kill Runar. Hold on. Wait, what, why, are you, why are you after me? I, I just... The Cyclopses did this. The Cyclops... The, the murder of Cyclops. You have been a curse. All of my ships. I have a suggestion. If we get me uncursed, then maybe all your ships will come back to you. <laughs> oh, that baby is scorched. Oh, just like he'll scorch him. <laughs> I'm going to try to put it out. He gets the loot out. He plucks it. He starts flying. <laughs> and he hovers above the water and is splashing water at the lady love. If I was a wizard, I could cast control water and bring the waters up and splash it more effectively. Maybe we could have saved that ship if I was a wizard. You see Sniv in a longboat. She's got in it all by herself and she's got a bunch of gunpowder that she's pulling out of her bag of holding and she's headed straight towards the shore ready to blow up some cyclopses. Up on the boat, Rudus Gok says, 
Well, I suppose I could take my crew in and we could look at maybe helping some people there. And he looks down at a line of Cyclopses, and then he looks back at his halfling crew. How far away is that island you're talking about? Oh, it's just a little bit to the west. One of the halflings, who's now acting as his first mate, his name is Aralas, and he says, I know of an island close to here. It's kind of a jungle island. Yeah, that sounds about right. Forested, lots of wildlife. (laughs) It's lots of swampland, that's for sure. That place was crazy. Captain, perhaps we could go to the island with them. We could give them passage and come back and deal with this at a later date. And Rudis says, Hmm. We might be able to make that work. Um. You know, I have a proposal for you. Would you maybe perhaps uh, accept a charter? The halfling says, You mean pay us for the travel? Yes. They all kind of look at each other. And then they look up at Rudis. Hmm. Yes, let's, let's do that. Oh, excellent, excellent. We can negotiate raids after he goes away from this murder of Cyclops. Geo, a big barrel of wine comes floating by you, and it says <laughs> Vinehaven stamped on it. <laughs> Geo tries to open it up and start pouring that on the fire, on the lady love. <laughs> come on, go out, come out! It's one of the sadder sights you've seen as he's pouring wine all over this ship as it slowly sinks. And then, as it sinks, the front of it comes up out of the water and catches the light of the fire. And it's a female figure, and it is completely gratuitous and the <laughs> grossest thing you've ever seen. Oh, farewell, lady love! He gives it a kiss and lasts a long time and gets a little uncomfortable. Um, uh, Giovanni, we're leaving! Giovanni! <laughs> He, he can fly. We can just go. Uh, Geo? Don't like to uh, see Wow, Geo. <laughs> That's uh, why he doesn't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> just, just turn away. Uh, Geo? <laughs> wow. I will miss you. <laughs> He's gonna get a splinter. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. It's okay. I still like you. Oh. Geo? Ow, my tongue. Ow. <laughs> Rudis, Rudis, uh, can you uh, take us out of this, uh, uh, this firestorm? You look over at Rudis, and for the first time since you've known him, he's putting pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Awkwardly. (laughs) Well, one down, one to go. (laughs) Feels good, doesn't it? Set course due west. If the Sater wants to join us, make sure he washes his hands first. I, I, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Giant explosions start occurring as you move away, and you can only guess that Sniv has found a few targets. I wonder if this is part of that Tandrian wars going on. I mean, it seems a little far east for it to be happening right now, though. 
What do you think, Drak? Uh, I doubt it. It's probably just going to stay on the coastlines, if anything. We're a fair way out of the fray, as it were, so we should be okay. What if the Slesium got involved? It's on the west coast of Tandria. I mean, that would potentially involve them. Possibly. But we need to find this island first before we can do anything about that. True. Giovanni, are you coming? Wow, he's still going. <laughs> he is like <laughs> he like halfway in the water. Giovanni, the ship's gone. Just let her go. Giovanni, roll your perception. Thirteen. You notice that there's at least three cyclopses that are headed your direction from the water. They got shot with the catapults, and it seems at this point that it might be uh, something like they could climb up onto. So they're kind of coming your way. Get out the good eye. Mmm, goat. Giovanni sees the cyclopses, and he starts going through his vest. And then he whips out a boom boom. And then he gets out some oil, puts it on the end, lights it, and tucks it away. It says, farewell, lady love. You will be missed. And then he flies sadly over to the ship, the giant, and plops down in the corner and is all sad, and his head's all down low. Ah, Giovanni, it'll be okay. I'm sure you have another ship somewhere in that vest of yours. And uh, just one last thing. Uh, get you to perhaps uh, wash your hands. He's not saying anything. Ah. Lady Love explodes, sending pieces of Cyclops onto the deck. Ah. Giovanni gets out a flask and starts drinking. Well, that was quite unfortunate. Maybe I am really the thing that causes all these ships to explode. Drek sits down next to Giovanni and takes some of the wine that he's drinking. Sorry to hear about your ship. I just, I can't believe it. It's just, just getting unreal. Yeah, that's a uh, little strange. Yeah, yeah. Losing a bunch of ships one right after another. Uh. No, just the remarkable anatomical correctness of the masthead. I haven't seen that in a ship. It was one of a kind. <sighs> Hey, can you pull a splinter out of my tongue? Uh, hmm. Can you get that? Wow. It can't hurt. I really kind of figured you would have had paid to get that sanded down a little bit more. <laughs> a little, well, I uh, haven't been through it in a little while. Yeah, no, I understand. Can you me, get it? Yeah, just let me get in there. Just, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh good. Ow. Oh, okay. Ow. 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 Oh, oh. oh, thank you. Yeah, no, no problem. Just please don't mention it to anybody. <laughs> I don't think anyone was looking, so I think we're good. <laughs> Except that pervert. Yeah. <laughs> Stop making it weird. <laughs> Go away, Halfling. <laughs> I'm not in a good mood. So we're heading to an island west of Vinehaven? Is that correct? Heck, if I can remember. Hey, Runar. Uh, yeah, yes, Drak. Uh, is is Giovanni feeling better? Uh, marginally. Where exactly are we headed again? Oh, it's this island. Uh, it is the uh, 
Well, I'm not going to repeat its name because uh, I, I don't want to give away any spoilers here, but uh, it is west of Vinehaven. There is, you know, Cult of Magadag on there. That'll be, that'll be exciting and we'll have to deal with. Uh, and they're kind of mad at me because... I somehow stole the powers of Ragadag and, um... How many cultists are there? Um, at least a dozen. Okay. Yeah, the cultists are like bear-cat-dog things. Ah, the infamous bear-cat-dog creatures. Oh my. There's a reason I saved this one for last. Just saying. The halfling first mate, Aralas, is looking at charts... He brings it up to you, and he has a lantern, and he says, does this look right to you? Yes. Yeah, right there. That's the island. It doesn't have a name. Do they name it? Well, probably doesn't have a name because they like to eat people there, I think. Yeah, cannibals. I'm out of drink. I need more drink. Liberator, I need more drink, please. Get the goat some drinks. They have a few more casks of Binehaven that they had grabbed. Giovanni starts guzzling those down. Runar becomes increasingly more pensive as they approach the island. Rudus, just in case, uh, we uh, do not see each other again. Uh, here is 60 Platinum for your services. Can you wait like three days? And then if the cat bear things come for you, feel free to run. We can do that. We'll just anchor with inside of the island and wait for your return. We're not back in three days, so just leave us. Fair. Presumably people get some sleep. Right around dusk, you can see some smoke on the horizon. One single plume of smoke. Hours later, a volcano comes into view. A single island with a jungle skirting the edge of the... It's a volcano with some activity. This was uh, way less intimidating last time. Ooh. Hey, anybody got some wine? I think I need some uh, uh, some false courage. Yeah, that's it. That's funny. That's the name on this wine bottle. <laughs> I need it. You look over at Giovanni and he's passed out on the floor of the ship. And the wine jug's sitting over the chest of him. Like you already drank it all. Brutus says, Well... It's well into the evening. Do you want to board a longboat tonight, or do you want to wait till morning? And then he looks down at your drunken friend. Oh, boy. Um, you know, I feel like the cultists are a little more active at night. Let's try going in the morning. That seems like a better idea. Yeah, the morning. Two, you wake up the next morning to water splash on your face. Where's my jug? It's laying right next to you. He holds it up and goes, wine! (laughs) And just starts pouring wine in his mouth. (laughs) Gio, I I, I appreciate that you've had a bad day, but we kind of could use you for uh, treasure and spoils and picking things up and putting them in your vest right now. Gold? No? Okay. Jack, <laughs> I, I, I need some motivation. The typical treasure and stuff isn't working for uh, Geo. He is trying to get into his sixth cup already. It's rather impressive. 
you know, I read that there was a boat inland that we could possibly use to get off this island. I'm rolling inside. <laughs> oh, I got a one. <laughs> really, a boat? Hmm, interesting. Interesting, okay. Yes. Just need to go inland and pick it up, and then we can leave. Okay, well, lose a ship, gain a ship, okay. You know, that doesn't sound too bad. It's like he hasn't drank anything all morning. (laughs) Hi, yeah, a ship. I would never have guessed you say that. You know, a thought occurred to me. Maybe I'm cursed because of Runar. So if I fix Runar's curse, then maybe I will become uncursed. Maybe that's what I need to do. Yes, I, yes, you're correct. That is 100% correct, Giovanni. (laughs) Life works in mysterious ways. Yes, it does. Well, I'm ready. Neat. Between the volcano and your proximity to Vinehaven and all the fire that was coming from that island, the sun is shining, but there's an orange haze around it. Everything's sort of smoggy. Runar, is this the last place? This is this is it? Yes. It also might be the worst place. Well, I haven't heard any thunder yet. Oh, wait. Nope, there it goes. There it goes. I mean, there's an active volcano. I, I don't think Thunder's a big concern. It's the, the, the cat bear things. Well, we do have experience fighting where cat rat things, so I think we'll be fine. Plus, last time I was here, the volcano was, uh, the word would be dormant. And this is not dormant. While it's not being violent, it has definitely got some uh, spillage. Oh, boy. The gods just don't make this easy on you, do they? I don't think it's the gods that are picking on me today. Mm. You know, could you uh, perhaps talk to uh, Mayor and see if you will give us some good fortune? Yeah, all right. I'll be right back. (laughs) Jumps in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go talk to my dad. (laughs) Be right back. He goes underwater for a little bit. What do, you, what do you think he's doing, Jack? No earthly clue, but I'm sure it'll be fine. All right, he comes flying back up on the ship. Okay, hopefully we got some good luck. Cool. Talk to my dad. Can that possibly hurt? Can we? Can we have a, a longboat and please now? Thank you. They lower one and drop a net. And look at Rudis and I go, I, just to be clear, I, I, I did give you a fair amount of money, and I realized it'd be very easy for you to leave and have a large profit instead of waiting the three days. I just want to uh, shake my coin pouch. Understand that I have more if you want to make more, and then I get down on the boat. The Liberator is lots of things, but he's not a thief. Who's doing the rowing on the longboat? Gio will start rowing the longboat, no problem. By the way, I'm pretty excited about this ship I'm going to get. Oh, it's wonderful. There's definitely a cat bear thing on the masthead. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I have not seen that one before. It is the ship of Rogadad. It's in the middle of the jungle, though. Nowhere like it's like you're going in at the ski it down the hill. Whoa. You know, like they built it like up. It's like they're expecting the water level to raise, like, a, a great deal. Can I roll inside? 
Oh, rolled very high. Truck, <laughs> he's trying to get me to think that we can ski this ship in the middle of the island, outside the island. How silly. That's preposterous. <laughs> yeah. Odd, odd, odd. Only takes about a half an hour to get to the shore. Crabs skitter across the sand. There's a very thin line of beach and then very thick jungle. Hey, what if we find like a golden monkey in here? <laughs> oh, hey, guys, hold on, hold on one second. I got to take a leak. And Giovanni walks off to the side a little bit and he opens his vest and a bunch of water starts pouring out of his vest. <laughs> Quite a bit of time passes. All right, all right, done. You step onto the shore, pull the longboat up. You remember this island. Some of your memories are a little foggy, but you really think that the vegetation is thicker than you remember. You feel like it's overgrown since you've been gone. This island's not the same. I'm sure we're on the right island. This is not the same. Here, let's use that new sword that I got to cut at it here. And he gets out that sword and starts swiping at it. Really? That's... Don't have, like, just a, like a leaf trimmer in there? What'd you find out about this last night when I loaned it to you for ten minutes? <laughs> the, the austerity sword? Yeah, it's a special special raper. It's, uh... Well, what's it do? What's it do? Stabs people really well, and then... Oh, stabs real well. Got it. Right? And then emboldens the spirit, if you will. And I also can act as a compass in a pinch. Ah, cool. Well, it's not very good at cutting this shrubbery. <laughs> so it's a piercing weapon, right? It's so you're supposed to stab, not slice. Yeah, it's not working very well. <laughs> Some thick foliage. I think your word sword would work better. Okay, I'll put this away. Just before he puts it away, he stabs one more time. And he catches a monkey between the eyes. Oh. Oh, that poor monkey. Oh. Oh, I... I told you not to kill the wildlife. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, um... Shh, I'll be okay, monkey. Spare the dying, spare the dying. <laughs> <laughs> he starts kicking leaves and stuff <laughs> on top of it. I have the lifeblood ring, and I literally spare the dying. <laughs> you guys saw nothing. Let's go. This little chest is breathing as you walk away. Would you just help me cut this stuff in front of me? Oh, yay! There you go. Hey! He reaches out and does these not effort claws and is just kind of like swatting at a bush gently. Can we just find a game trail? That'd be much easier. I'm gonna go ahead and pull my hood up over my head and see if I can't find some sort of game trail. Survival check? 17. You do find a trail. At this point, Jack, we need to uh, genuinely go towards the volcano. Okay. I, I promise it's as bad as it sounds. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just kind of stealth ahead. You do start to see among the foliage old ruins, stones with carvings. They're familiar to Runards. Kind of what brought him to this island. Yeah, check out the runes. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, exactly why I came here. We, there was a bunch of history. Oh, yes, uh, the, these people were a lot older than the uh, the first men, and they called them the Imperium. 
So maybe they developed that stone? I, I had some really wild working theories here. It was really quite enlightening. Any of these uh, stones worth anything? To the right buyer. Dio's going to be keeping his eyes out for little tiny stones with runes carved on them. They're in good shape. Uh, so anyway, back to that Imperium. That was the stuff that was the swirly lines in Chesson with the chess pieces that we used to time travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the mana lines on these islands that have tied all these demons together. A lot of that flows along these Imperium veins. And that's one of the reasons why all these islands are so special and these demigod-demon things are trying to corrupt the world from here. That's great fun. Are we going to be able to time travel a little bit back so you won't be a cat and I'll have all my ships? Never thought about it. I wonder if you could do that. Druck, ahead of you, in a tree limb, is a big cat, black fur, and a couple of odd furred tentacles jutting out from its shoulders. It looks at you with green eyes that bore into you, and its shoulders hunch up like it's getting ready to pounce, and Runar and Geo continue to talk. When Runar turns the corner, because you're a little ahead of him on the trail, it looks up at Runar, its eyes widen, and it darts away along the branches. I'm going to need you guys to be quiet. Oh, what? <laughs> Why? There surely isn't any displacer beasts on the side of the island. Why would we need to be quiet? Yeah, I was telling them about how useful banana peels can be. <sighs> well, they seem to be encroaching on the side of the island, so if you could please keep it down. What? There was a displacer beast? I didn't see it. Well, if you don't believe me, you're more than welcome to lead. I'm just going to go ahead and stealth out. Oh, hey, let me uh, make sure I can understand these things, too. Giovanni's going to cast Speak with Animal. 26. All right. You're turning back around to Druck, and you don't know where the heck he went. He's got his cloak up, and it goes all predator-like. Hey, how close, Renar, are we to this entrance? What do you think? It's pretty much at the volcano. Fine, fine. Let's go. Jack. I hope you're disarming traps as you go. He told us to be quiet, remember? Oh, uh... Jack! Jack! Oh, much better, much better. Jack! Make sure you look for traps! Traps! Don't want to step on one. You might turn into, like, a monster. Remember that maggot trap? That was terrible. Why would you remind me of that? Well, maybe we'll turn into, like, a beast monkey or something, or a bear. Bear trap. Cat bear thing. (laughs) It'll literally be a bear trap. You'll turn into a bear man. bear trap. I hope he's listening. Interesting story. Bears have more toes than a lot of, like... It's really weird if you ever looked at the footprints versus, like, a... Hey, hey, cat's plane. Cat's plane. Can't take it right now. Really? That's where we're going right now? Well, no, we're going to the volcano. Truck, you come across the huge log that's laying across the path. And you don't even need to roll for it. It doesn't seem natural to this jungle. It's a huge oak tree. It's been sharpened to a point on one end. And underneath it is the remains of a humanoid skeleton in rotting clothing. Do I see on the trail how they are navigating this? It looks like there's maybe some movement around to the left of it. 
Okay. But it's certainly more recent than the path itself. Okay. I'll uh, steer to the left and see if I can't get around it. About another 15 minutes later, there's another one. This one has two figures underneath it. One of them has an intact skull that's left, and it looks like a dog head, even though it's humanoid. Same story, though. Large oak log sharpened on one end, and it just doesn't belong where it is. All right, I'm going to just kind of wait up for the other two to show up. So, guys, twice you've run into this giant log in the path, and on the second one, you almost bump into him, and Druk is standing at one of the logs. Oh, hi, Druk. Druk! Good job keeping an eye out for these traps. We tried to warn you about them. These trees are not part of this forest. Well, this is kind of fascinating. What kind of tree this is, and where did it came from? I don't remember this at all. Magic. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, really kind of a plausible answer. Can we discern any particular style from any of the clothes that we're seeing on these guys? Are they, like, indigenous people, or? Make a history check. Fourteen? You don't recognize anything specific, like a certain culture or anything like that. Okay. Oh, this tree. I just, I can't really place where this tree's from. Like, can I do, like, a nature check to see what kind of tree it is? Sure. Me too. Me too. Fifteen. I did not get a very high number. Uh, You definitely think it's an oak. One thing you do notice is that they were both very straight. They have bark on them, so it's not like somebody planed them. Both of the odd logs that you've seen are oddly straight without extra branches that were lopped off or anything like that. They just have these sharpened ends. Uh, Am I aware of this specific species of oak that it makes me think of lodgepole pines in the real world? You think so. You know them in the Great Wood, and you also know them from some forested areas to the north of the Silesium in Fulgham's Reaches. Wow, this is a Great Wood type stuff. Well, I wish there was a way to like date this tree, like to, to test the age of it somehow. I wonder how long it's been here. Hey, are there any animals around I could talk to? There are. There are lots of birds and little rodents that scurry away. You have seen a few large cats that seem to stay away. Can I roll my animal handling and see if I can get close to any of them? There's a little squirrel. Hey, uh, squirrely squirrel. Hey, uh, question. You, you see this piece of wood right here? Uh, yeah? Hey, uh, do you know where this came from? Because these aren't normally around here. Did you by any chance see like somebody bring it in or make it or some type of magic thing poof it on? You know, I, I didn't, but man, if that thing were still standing... That would be a mansion. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, Well, maybe you'll find one of these that has not been cut down yet, so. I wish. Thanks, though. (laughs) No problem. Can I get a little tiny five? Um, I'm sorry, what? Here, I'll show you. I'm going to put my finger out, and you just hit my finger with your hand. (laughs) He did it. Got any food? (laughs) Yeah, I can find something here. (laughs) Hey, have you ever had beef jerky before? (laughs) There you go. This is a weird-tasting nut. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh-huh. His eyes get big, and he looks up, and he darts away from you. I slowly turn where he was looking. You see another big black cat 
in the trees staring down at you. Geo talks out of the side of his mouth. Drunk, is that the Deplacer Beast? Oh, there's a Deplacer Beast? What? You catch eyes with it, Runar, and its eyes get big, and it runs away. Hey. Oh, uh... Ah, thank oh. goodness it's skittish. Whew. That's not what they're known for. Drock, you said you saw one earlier. Did it run away as well? It did. Is it running away from one of us, do you think? I don't know them to be particularly skittish, so... That's weird. Very odd, very odd. Alright, let's just keep quiet and try and get to the volcano without any interruption. To the volcano! I don't know why you guys aren't excited about this. <laughs> I may have had my life dramatically changed when I came here last time. I'm hoping for the opposite result. Yeah, we're going to change it back. It'll be great. Yes. It's like the end of your story or something. Hopefully it's a good ending. Although you might turn into a dog. You know, that might be better. I'm going to go ahead and stealth ahead again. Hey, how stealthy is Druck, by the way? I don't know. I haven't really tried looking for him. <laughs> well, I can't see him. He must be doing a good job. Druck, roll your perception. Eight. Make a deck save. Alrighty. Natural 20. Woohoo! Nice. So you didn't see it, but there was a cord. You caught it. It let loose a sapling with a spike set into it which would have went right into your leg. But just as it came your way, you grabbed a branch above you and pulled your legs up out of the way as it flew by. This trap looks recent. You can tell by the cuts on the sapling in the last few days, probably. Drock, now's not the time to do pull-ups. Very impressive dodging. I'm going to keep an eye on the uh, treetops to see if I see any other displacer beasts. You do see some... Probably three different ones as you move along, but they are keeping their distance. Ooh, almost there, guys. Almost there. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The volcano is looming above you, and you have been moving up hills, so your legs start to burn a little bit. And then a cave mouth can be seen along the side of the mountain and it clearly has stalactites along the top and gives it the look of a giant toothy mouth. Aha! We found it. What'd you find? Cave mouth. Oh yeah! <laughs> that is totally it. Man, if only Druck was here to see it. Oh, he's right over there. No. He, he unstealthed. <laughs> How do we get so far ahead of him? <laughs> Well, technically he's ahead of us. We're going the wrong direction. Or oh, we were. Wait. Oh. Drock, it's over this way. Gotta turn around. Oh. So what exactly is in this cave? Buried ruins. And if we go down, there will be an altar to uh, Ragadon. And uh, and then there was a ritual chamber with this altar. And uh, you do certain things and uh, you can become a cat. It's not great. I don't like cats. Hey. That is not the first time I've said that. No offense to you. That's why I'm trying to make you not be a cat. Listen, it was supposed to have embowed the person that does the ritual of great power, and 
in a way, it really has empowered me, uh, just not in a way that I've enjoyed. Okay, guys, hey, hey, let me get in my best here. One second, one second. All right, got him, got him. Here we go. <laughs> robes. Really? Yeah. Are they even the right color? Do they wear robes? <laughs> Don't you remember when Darwin was giving us all this advice? He probably said I should figure out how to help people out, heal them up a little bit and get some robes. You do remember robes. Robes! Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a, <laughs> whatever, you. give me the robe. I get the blue one. Here's green and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dirty one's your style. I take the green one. A drug? Dirty. Sorry, I call it blue. I actually have her cloak on, so... This one's very culty looking, though. Look at it. It looks all ominous and terrifying. Alright. <laughs> You're standing near the entrance of the cave. There's a little clearing here, and you see that there's once a fire built. And Druck quickly realizes this is kind of like a base camp. This has been a place in which people have slept here and regrouped before they entered the cave. And Brunar, honestly, you probably did that once, and so it just kind of strikes you at the same time. And then Runar, as you are kind of looking around and remembering, there's a hollow in a tree, and you get a glimpse of something green that doesn't belong there. Somebody has stashed something into the hollow of a tree. What What's in that tree? Squat down and grab the green thing out. There's a pack that's seen, seen some age at this point as it's been out in the elements, and attached to it is a green quiver. Did you need another quiver, just in case? I'll take it. Yeah, I can take it. Let me take a look at it real quick. Okay. Does it look aged at all? It does. Are there any arrows in it? There are. There are 15 arrows in it. Twelve of them just kind of look like solid arrows, but three of them are interesting to you. One of them has different fletching on it. It looks like maybe vulture, and it has an arcane rune on the arrowhead. And then there are two in there that kind of look like wooden stakes. And then when you get a close look, they look like miniature versions of oak trees that have been sharpened at one end. Oh, hey, look, this looks like the those oak trees, but very small. Mm, I feel like I can take a look at one, too. No, no, you can't. No, seriously, give me one. I'll take one. No. Look, Fine. Go look at the pack. Fine. The pack is full of adventuring gear, so you could replenish anything in your bag, um, in addition to some tools that might be specific to archaeology, brushes, chisels. You also find a vial full of a white liquid. It's got little frosted butterflies on the glass. And when you shake it, it shimmers a little bit. That's cool. Gio just keeps shaking it and looking at it. <laughs> it just shimmers and shimmers and shimmers as he shakes it. Shim shimmery, shim shimmery, shim shim. Okay, Jack, I, I think I got what these arrows are figured out. See this one with the vulture tail? Yeah. It's going to do some very loud damage. These ones, these stakes, well, you've seen the effect of those out in the woods, and we have now have solved the mystery of those trees, because that's exactly what they do. They turn into those logs and murder people. Oh, hey, Giovanni, where did you get that potion from? What potion? I don't know what you're talking about. That superior healing potion that you got in your hands? He's literally shaking it in front of him. <laughs> Oh, this one, yeah. 
Yeah, was that in the pack? Ooh, I feel like I need to taste this now. Hold on. <laughs> I, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. He pops whoa. the lid off. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That is a very expensive potion. It does a lot of healing. Yeah. Geo looks at the volcano in the cave mouth. Yeah, probably a good idea. I'll wait. I'll wait. Oh, it smells good, though. Corks it back up. Well, I don't think we're going to find anything else out here, do you? Cave time? Yeah, it's cave time. Let's go in. Oh, by the way, he casts invisibility. Everyone's invisible now. All right. This cave is mossy, and there are several very large insects skittering about. Some of them are small dog-sized beetles and a couple of centipedes. They kind of move away from you as you step in. And there are several mushrooms that are big enough to literally sit on toadstools that you could use as stools. Oh, yeah. This looks familiar. Not the same, though, which is odd. Nonetheless, let's trundle this way. As you move on, it gets very dark. Ow! Oh, it's kind of dark in here, guys. Didn't you get goggles or something? Nope. Oh. Well, um, I try to grab him. Like, you can just follow me. Hey, are you over here? Oh, maybe over here? Here, here, let's hold hands. Let's just hold hands. That's what I'm trying to do. Got it. Ooh. Wait, wait. that's not your hand. Sorry. There we go. Holding hands. Uh, That's not my hand either. (laughs) Everything's furry with you. (laughs) Got it. I got... Okay, that's my hand this time. All right. As you step into the next chamber, you hear a little bit of a chittering sound above you. I think there's bats. Everybody roll stealth if you're trying to sneak by. Nat 20. 27. Uh, 15. The bats, or whatever they are, seem to be too high for anybody to see. You can definitely hear them. Everybody sneaks by, invisible, trying to be quiet. A couple of little pieces of something fall on you from the ceiling, harmlessly. You step through a natural cave passage, and it opens up into a carved-out room. The carved-out room is full of hieroglyphs. You can see cat images and lingual writings, and Runar, you very much remember spending time in this room. Oh yeah, this is where I figured out how to do the ritual. Yes, yes, so that means the ritual room is right over there. And I start creeping that way. And you remember at that point finding a secret door. It seems that the door has been reset. Walk out and I fiddle around with some pauses. I think it was this right here. And he touches a thing to move away from where the door is. But it's like a... And like it acts like a lever. And then you hear a little... The wall shifts a little bit. Gets up and is able to push the door open shifts open. It's actually a short passage, and so you end up having to crawl. <sighs> Time to go on the floors. I think it was made for halflings. Alright, let's go. 
it's a good thing I'm in the back. I, you're invisible. Like, what do you got to worry about? Running into everybody when they stop and you can't see them? audible chanting but together it almost sounds like a purr <laughs> runar runar what runar what hey darwin was right he said they'd be chanting well you already knew that too i guess now that i say that out loud chanting healing word and robes we're good we're good we got this you see light at the end of the crawlway and it opens up to a bigger space and on the far wall, you can see a large carved image of a beast that looks somewhat cat-like, somewhat bear-like. It's got horns like a bull and wings like a bat. And there are five robed figures standing in a semicircle in front of it, chanting this purr-like sound. They are all hooded. There is a little bit of light in the room. It's coming from some sort of magical energy that's connecting them all in lines of black light energy, connecting them and connecting to the image in front of them. That's not good. And you do remember this chamber. Do I know what precisely they're trying to accomplish with this ritual? You really have no idea at this point. Oh, it's Cat Bear thing. Um, hmm. All right. So, we're gonna get out a little bit behind him. We're just all gonna attack at once, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna lead with the spelling crystal. Hopefully, I'll mix up whatever they're doing. I pull out the potion of fire breathing. I'm gonna go ahead and get my goggles on. Try and concentrate fire so that we don't have to fight three separate cultists all at the same time. Oh, for the closest guy. It's the easiest guy, right? For Darla. For Darla. Everybody roll initiative. 20 11 10 You all step into the chamber Ready yourselves You're still invisible at this point But you are all ready to go And you hear sniffing sounds And the magical energy between them stays But they turn around in unison As if they sensed you and their hoods come down. One of them looks very much like a shark. One of them looks like a bull. One of them is feline. One of them looks dragonoid. And one of them looks like a rat. They all snarl in their own ways. Giovanni, you get to go first. Giovanni takes a swig of the fire-breathing potion and spits out a big old flame towards the sharky guy. He owes me a deck save of 13. Uh, he did pass it. Takes seven points of damage. His rows of teeth show as he yells out in pain. <laughs> and he says, Fort Darla! And he gives bardic inspiration to Runar. The shark cultist flays his hands out, palms up to his sides, and all of the energy that was going to all of his comrades and to the mural on the wall ball up. It's like he's holding the energy and disconnect from the four around him. And they all put their hands up and then point at Geo because he's the only one that they can see right now. 
So, Geo, you're going to make four wisdom saving throws. Ooh, baby. I got a 12, a 17, a 15, and an 11. They all cast these pillars of black light that comes shooting down towards you. And you see it coming, and every single one of them misses you. You just duck back and forth as these pillars of light hit the ground all around you. And they all missed. Fortnite Runar, it's your turn. So is the black light energy gone from them, or is it just on the one? The shark guy seems to be sort of holding on to it. It's still connecting to the mural, but he's separated the group. I will run up to him and smash the dispelling crystal into him and say, Denial in primordial. He runs up, smashes this red crystal, and an arcane rune forms into the air and then just bursts towards the shark. The black light energy dissipates in his hands and the wall shakes a little bit. And some dust falls from the ceiling and fills the air. Not today, cat bear thing. Druck, it's your turn. Hunter's Mark, the shark guy, move towards the back corner, take a shot at him with the thunderclap arrow. 22 to hit. 22 hits. He, the rat, and the dragon guy all need to do a constitution saving throw. Uh, 15. The shark and the rat make their roll. The dragon does not. The dragon is stunned for a full minute. And then the shark guy takes 27 points of thunder damage, 3 points of radiant damage, and 2 points of poison damage. Shark teeth fly, and he's a piece of meat on the floor. Dragon stunned, shark is dead, and it's back up to Giovanni. Giovanni steps a little bit away from Runar to keep distance. And he says, Runar, I'm so sorry, but I have told you I hate cats before, right? And then he points over at the cat-like person and casts Polymorph to try to turn him into a turtle. You owe me a wisdom 15. He failed. (laughs) Turtle. Vernarla! And he gives Runar another bardic inspiration. Little turtle hits the ground. Looks a lot like the Teenage Mutant Dragon Turtles because that's what Giovanni thinks of turtles now. (laughs) Don't spill any magical ooze on that guy. Everybody make a wisdom saving throw. 20. 16. 23. You guys are rolling pretty good. <sighs> I'm cheating. I'm using Giovanni's Spartic inspiration. <laughs> they all chant something in a language that no one understands. And try to look at each of you. You fend off this feeling of fright. Oh, you can't get us with this? We already just fought a Gorgon. Lots of practice. Lots, lots of practice. Of, lots of practice. We can literally fight feet and we'll be okay. The bull looks at Druck and says, Move it. <laughs> One more wisdom saving throw. Oh, man. 14. He's trying to command you to do something and he fails. Runar, it's your turn. I go after the rat. 
I'll try to whack him with the staff of bird calling. I'm going to grab it with both hands and firmly just apply it to his face. I got a 13. 13 hits. Oh, wow. Okay. Eight points of bludgeoning damage. Bonus action, patient defense with a key point. Okay. Truck, you're up. We've got a stun dragon, a turtled cat. Rat's been damaged a little bit, and the bull couldn't get you to move. Take a shot at the rat, Jamin. Oh, natural 20. Yeah. Oh, nice. And pause for math. guy for 45 points of piercing damage and 10 points of cold damage. Completely bursts through the rat person. Giovanni, it's your turn. Alright, bull boy. Time to meet the kissy fishes. <laughs> and he charges in and takes a swing with his kissing fish sword. Mm. 24 to hit for 11 points of damage. And then he says, For Darla! <laughs> and he gives Bardic Inspiration to Runar. Give him a good stab. Blood drips down his side. And he pulls a short sword from his side and snaps back at you, Giovanni. Catching you for 8 points of piercing damage. Ouch! Catches you right in the side just like you got him. Why did I go one-on-one with this guy? <laughs> The dragon guy's standing there stunned. The little turtle starts charging towards Geo. He might get to him in a couple of turns. <laughs> Alright, Mago. Here go. I am going to grab the staff bird calls with two hands. I'm gonna come in swinging it like a baseball and I'm gonna charge the bowl. Time for you to go back to the bullpen. Does a 21 hit. 21 hits. Alright, I do 11 points of damage. I'm gonna use a key point. Something strike him. Okay. He owes me a DC 14. He failed. He is stunned until the end of my next turn. Second attack. I got an at 20. Uh, I do another 11 points of bludgeoning damage. You take his horns and you just twist his head right off. Oh! These guys seem really weak. Don't jinx us. Oh, did I? Ah, Watch out for your ankle! Oh, my! Turtle! (laughs) Turtle! Turtle! He's a fierce one. You have a dragon that's stunned and a little turtle. What would you like to do? Just take a shot at him. Oh, wow. Nine. (laughs) Nine. (laughs) He stands next to him, puts the arrow to his face, and somehow misses. Nope, got nothing, guys. (laughs) That arrow almost hit us, truck. Jeez. Jill? Um, okay. Well, hmm. Uh, he's going to walk up to the dragon guy. 
Oh, this is wicked. Okay, um, he's gonna just jab the sword right through its neck. And he drops to the ground. Everyone's standing around a little turtle. And a lot of gore. I almost feel bad. How do we do this quickly? Hmm, let me look at my vest. Maybe I'll find some scissors. Hold on. Uh, just shoot it in the face. Okay, I'm just gonna shoot it in the face. You guys stand around real quick. Okay. Alright. I'll shoot it in the face. 22 to hit. 20 points of piercing damage. 6 points of radiant damage. And 6 points of acid damage. Everybody watches as he stands there at this cute little turtle. And he points the arrow at the head of the turtle knowing that the damage that he does will overflow into the cat person once the turtle's dead. He lets the arrow loose, and it immediately shocks everyone as there's a cat person standing there with an arrow completely through his neck, and he's standing there gurgling, but he's not entirely dead, and he's squealing and clawing out at everyone around him. Ah, Giovanni swings his sword. <laughs> right? 24 to hit for 11 points of damage. Giovanni slices through his sternum, splits him open, it lets out a giant, and then slumps to the ground, and blood sprays all over you. From- oh, oh. oh, I thought that trick was so cute and funny and ended horribly. Yeah, that <laughs> like, really wasn't... Very horribly. Oh. Well, on the upshot, we didn't have a cat fight. Uh, Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. The situation could have been very catty. Yeah, true. Very true. We avoided all of that. Yeah, so uh, what do we do, Meow? Oh, man. I don't know. I look at the mural of Rocket Ag. Hmm. Did all the energy go away? Seems to have. I'm gonna roll perception. Roll a 13. Do I notice anything in the room? You are in a largely bare room. There are some arcane runes on the floor, like a circle. And then again, you've got this big mural of what is probably Rogadag on the wall. Well, I don't like that Rogadag guy. He looks kind of creepy. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how we destroyed this. Oh! oh. Boomballs! Yeah, do you have any more? Three! Oh, let's light them up! The wicks aren't very long, just an FYI. I'm gonna step out real quick. Hey, how about your belt? Give me your belt. Uh, okay. Or some of your belt. Yeah. I'll it's for the bombs. On. For the bombs. Yeah. All right, we can do this. We're ready to blow it up. Maybe one right in the mouth, so it just blows his head off. Sniv will be so excited when I tell uh, him. This. Yeah, she will. Let's do this. So all right. Start setting up the boom balls. Yep. Are you using all of them? Yep. Okay. And we tie them on with the rope. We use some oil to help make sure that the rope burns well. <laughs> all right. Here goes nothing. Light the fuses. Start scurrying out of the tunnel. 
immediately turn around and start moving out of the tunnel. Alright. You get out of the cave, find a spot where you can feel safe that you're not going to have an explosion that comes out of the mouth of the cave. And eventually, the explosion happens. feel like the whole island kind of shakes a little bit. And you look at Runar. Doesn't look any different. I don't think that worked. I like it. My hands. Yeah, looks the same. Huh. Well, that's a bummer. Let's go back to that first room with all the rituals. Maybe it has a counter ritual. So I go to the room with the hieroglyphs, the hieroglyphs and stuff, and I start reading and researching it for the reverse of the ritual okay. that I did. You're seeing a lot of the things that you'd seen previously, dealing with Rogadag and Hunter versus Beast and all this kind of stuff. That's sort of this ancient conflict. You do find something that looks a lot like the mural on the wall which is actually more of a relief. It's a carved into the wall. And you find an image that looks a lot like that. You find a symbol for a keyhole embedded in the image. It's not an actual keyhole, but you see a carving that looks like a keyhole within that image. Anybody got uh, some water, perhaps? Yeah, give me one second here. Here here you go. I don't want wine. Oh, I'll put that back. Uh, Let me see. Right, here you go. I rip part of the sleeve of the robe, and then I soak it in the water he gave me, and then I tie it around my face and truck it in there. Back into the room that you yeah, blew up? So okay. It smells of gunpowder, and it's scorched, and you can see that most of that relief on the wall was damaged. But at the base of what would have been the bottom of the mouth of the big cat face, you find a keyhole. Oh, now we just need the key? Hey, Giovanni, do you have that key? I do. You tried it in this keyhole. He's gonna get the key out. He's like right next to me. He's coughing a little bit. <laughs> Man, it's uh, holy, holy way you gotta do the mask with well, the water. I, I did make one for myself, but then I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put it on. It was on. But, well, I, anyways, anyways, uh, got the got the key, got the key. All right, can you try it? See this keyhole? Put it right there. Right there. Try it. Okay, here we go. All right. He puts it in. It fits <laughs> perfectly. Hey, wait a minute. And he remembers that this was picked up in Chessend from the mummy. And the idea of it was that it would someday open something at an opportune moment. And it clicks open. <laughs> How about that? What? The door shifts to the side, big stone slab, and there's a stairwell going up. Uh, this is new. Who knew what we needed a key from chess in? Did you know that, Jerk? No, I wasn't aware of that. Just keep an eye open. Clearly Giovanni knew, because he hung on to it all this time. I don't throw anything away. Alright, let's go. Hey, look at this real quick. He picks out a piece of his old loot. I just want to show you. <laughs> I, I keep a lot of things, just in case. Wait, isn't that the one that got smashed somehow? Yeah, I use it as a toothpick sometimes. It's a little weird. Oh. You gotta let go of the past. 
All right, let's go. I mean, you could have found a new wife by now. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably, but she would not have been the same. Let's go. <laughs> Staircase climbs and spirals and takes an odd journey up into the volcano. There are spots in which there are holes in the wall, and you can see lava down below as you climb further and further into the cone of the volcano. Clearly not within the heat itself, but you're getting closer and closer. And then you get up to a ledge, and there's lava far below. You can see the red light coming up from below, and it is going to snake around an inner part of the mountain. Well, time to start going along the path, I guess. <laughs> Don't say it, Giovanni. How about uh, we make ourselves hard to see? I, I kind of like that idea. I'm a little scared. Oh, I think I'm only going to be able to do the trick for two of us, so me and which one of you? Do it on drag. I mean, this is my challenge. I I need to do this. Geocast invisibility on Druck and then himself. We got your back, buddy. For Darla. For Darla. You walk along and you see some bones of different animals. Clearly something has feasted upon something here for a long time. And there's a cave entrance. There's firelight behind you, but it's very dark in front of you. And when you step into the archway, it's like you stepped under the starry sky. And this cave is full of gems. Some of them have a red glow, a white glow, and diamonds and rubies. Wow, this is really neat. Wow. You hear one of the gems shaking on the wall a little bit because Geo's trying to rip it off. And this is not the best time to be doing that. Geo pulls this gem away and the wall shivers. And a smell overtakes everyone as a face seems to pull itself from the wall and a feline visage opens its mouth. It bears gem-encrusted teeth and lets out a roar. Everyone make a con saving throw. I got a 21. Eight. Eight. Runar. You take six points of thunder damage as the spittle of this roar flies past you. Druk and Geo, you're taking 11 thunder damage, but because you didn't make the saving throw, you're both stunned until the end of this thing's next turn. Oh, the, the beast! Boy, things are getting close to the nitty-gritty here. We just ran into... Who, who, who was that again? <laughs> Wagadag? Smogadag? Smogadag. Smog. Smog. Stogadog. Smogadog. Holy moly. Boy, if people haven't been tuning in yet, they are missing out. If you're just tuning in now, please like and subscribe. Catch up, because there's lots to catch up on. 
Give us comments, likes, subscribes, all that good stuff. You got to set up for those alerts so you know when the stuff's coming through. Stay tuned for next episode to see what happens. To be continued!